Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Monica T., back in Florida, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Thursday, the 17th day of September, 2015. And today we are reading from the big book, and we are going to be starting on the title page. And today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Leela M., The Twelve Traditions, Joanne L., our text readers, Deb W., Larry K., Rachel N. M., newcomer greeter, Nancy J. And the ID code for Wednesday, yesterday, the 16th day of September, is 8001. 8001. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Leela M., to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Monica, for your service. My name is Leela M., and I'm from South Jersey. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Well, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me do service. Thank you, Leila. I will now ask Joanne L. to read the 12 traditions, please. Good morning, Monica. Thanks for your service. This is Joanne L., recovered compulsive eater in New Jersey, the 12 traditions of OA. 
One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you, Joanne L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. So today, we are going to be restarting the big book, and we will, be, we will start on the title page, and I am going to ask Deb W. if she would read for us, please. Uh, this is Deb W. I, I think I'm confused, Monica. Where am I starting? Monica, can you hear me? Deb, Deb, yeah, it, help, I, I, it helps when I unmute. <laughs> yeah, Deb W. The very the title page, the second page in your book, it has a big Alcoholics Anonymous up on the top, and then it says the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. Okay, let me go to that. Right in the beginning. 
so sorry. Way, way in the beginning. Turn to the beginning of the book. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, could someone else cover for me because I don't see that in my book. Monica, this is Melanie. I can do that. Okay, go ahead. Thank Hi, you, Deb. Good morning, everyone. Thanks, Deb. Thank Thanks, Monica. Uh-huh. My name is Melanie C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater calling in from Oregon this morning. The title page, big bold letters, Alcoholics Anonymous. It's the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcohol, from alcoholism. And uh, quite short, very small, very bold, very important pieces on here um, to be talked about already. What I see in this particular place and what I feel in this particular place is the bold bold realization, the bold promise that, that there have been people that have recovered from alcoholism. And during that time, they had given all these people up for lost. They had... Um, from what we understand here, they had a hospital where they would drive people out but put them back out on the street again without any real solution of how to take care and come back and do anything about that. But they had recovered, and that's the promise of this particular book. I'll go back up to talk about Alcoholics Anonymous. The anonymous word for me means without individuality, without distinction, and not unique. That it tells me that we are the spirit, that we are together, and that we are spiritual, in fact. Um, Did I mention, too, that recovered talks about being past tense, that they are no longer um, a victim to the, and succumbing to that desire and that need to cover up anything or move forward in any way, shape, or form under the influence of intoxicating liquors that alter the brain and alter the thinking and alter the soul and the spirit of an individual, that it's past tense. That is the good news. That's the way we're starting out this day, this time, right now, that this is the good news that this book is going to to deliver to us, the directions on how to be recovered one step at a time, one day at a time, one, one episode at a time, one experience at a time. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Monica. Thank you, Melanie. And who would like to comment on this this morning? This is Janice. Um, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I heard Janice. Was it Nessie? Nessie R., yes. Thank you. Nessie. Nessie R. Anybody else? Okay, we'll go with that. Janice, you're up. Well, good morning to you, Monica T., and everyone on the line. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. First of all, you know, I can remember, um, you know, not even reading this. I mean, you know, we, who would read the front page? I want to get right into the meat. But this is so important. Like, um, like was mentioned, this is the first promise of the book. And it says how. And to me, it's a how-to book. It's, a, you know, it's a manual. It's a manual how to get recovered and it was mentioned that recovered to me, and the book explains that we're not cured. That does not mean cured. Everybody says, oh, I'm, I don't use that word recovered. That means I'm cured. No, that tells me what they mean in the book is that the problem has been solved for the day, that I'm no longer overeating compulsively. That's what it means. And it says, what am I recovered from? Well, this book is about alcoholism, but with me, 
um, it doesn't say recovered from alcohol. Like, you know, um, that was my goal, to be recovered, to, to recover from certain foods. Um, but it's a twofold disease, alcoholism. Alcohol is the physical part of my problem, and the isms are the, allergy, the um, maladies. It's the illness. So there's the allergy of the body, which is a trigger food for me, and the obsession of the mind. And um, it's going, to, it's going to, you know, explain about that. It's wonderful that we have a manual um, to solve my problem for one day, for one day only. And that's what uh, the problem usually is with the word recovered, the semantics of the word. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all right. If that was, if that was the truth, then I could go out and just after I lose my weight and eat whatever I want. Um, and do whatever I want, and that's not true for a person like me. If you if you're a real compulsive overeater, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Monica. Thank you, Janice. And uh, CR, you're up. Hi. Good morning. This is CR, uh, recovered in Toronto, Canada. I'm so grateful that I get to be on the line today. Um, so I, uh, I looked at this phrase, the story of how, and it gave me so much hope, so much hope, because for decades, um, the how eluded me. I wanted so badly to put the food in its place. You know, for, for the longest time, my goal was not to put down the food, but to figure out how I could eat like I wanted to eat and not gain weight. Um, and that's what I tried, uh, but that didn't work. So then I just tried to get the weight off, and I tried so many things, you know, diet and nutritionists and gyms and, you know, binging and purging, restricting and purging, like everything, like all the combinations I could think of, and nothing did it. Um, then uh, I came into the rooms about uh, almost 13 years ago now, and for nine years, again, the how also eluded me. I was doing everything that I was being told. But, of course, it wasn't coming from this book. So I was able to get periods of abstinence, but I was never able to keep it, which was, again, the story of my life, you know, being able to stop and not being able to stay stopped. And then when I read this, it tells me the story of how. You know, the story of how is in these pages. If I follow this then I will get to the end result, which is recovered. And then there was further hope for me when I wrote, when I saw how many thousands of men and women have recovered. So it's not like the onesies and twosies, you know, who find a magic answer and somehow get recovered and get to keep it, but there's thousands, thousands and thousands. So it's not a fluke, and and if it works for all these people, then it can work for me. If I do what these thousands and thousands did, then I will also get to be recovered. I'll get, I'll get to stop and stay stopped. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessiar. Who else would like to comment on this? Reva P. Reva. Renata. Renata. Basa O. This is Raquel. Basa, Raquel. Oh, hold on a second. All right, I heard somebody between Raquel and Kim. Tony and A. Tony. 
A. N A. Okay. All right. Let's go with that. Reva P, Renata, Vasa, Raquel, Tony, and Kim. Reva, you're up. Good morning. This is Reva P, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Two things uh, I'd like to share on. The word recovered, until I attended this particular Vision for You meeting, I never used that word. I was afraid to use that word. I was terrified to use that word. And thank you so much to the people who have shared about the fact that the word recovered does not mean cured, as has already been said. And it means the problem is removed today. I have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. Um, And that also reminds me that if I can use that word, it means I can be happy and joyous and free for today, as long as I do what I need to do to maintain that, as opposed to this elusive one day, one day in the future, which never seemed to come for me, I'm going to be okay and life will be meaningful and joyful. Um, And it it really means for me to stay in the day. Um, And the other word I wanted to share on is how. You know, this program has always been beautifully shared on this meeting is a program of depth and weight. And, you know, there are very specific, explicit instructions. And it's like a recipe. You know, if I follow the instructions and I put in the right amounts and the right ingredients, I get the same result consistently over and over. So this reminds me there's nothing special about these thousands of people. They didn't have some skill, some ability that I don't possess, which means it's not going to happen for me. It means I follow exactly the instructions, um, the directions, as has been followed by these people, and I will get the same result. Now, if I decide to willfully change a few things or just do a few steps or, um, you know, modify it, then I'm not going to get the same result. And it's so brilliant and yet so simple. Um, And, you know, this is the first, um, actually, we had a Vision for You meeting um, that we started here in Toronto. And this was the first time I ever started reading the big book with this page. Um, um, So... Yeah, it's it's just amazing how brilliant and simple, but you know, follow the steps, get the same result. With that, I pass. Thank you, Reva. Renata, you're up, and then it'll be Vasa. Thank you, Monica. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G. Recovered Composable Reader in New York. Um, you know, not too many words on this page, but a lot said. Um, for me, too, you know, when I came to Vision for You, it was the first time that I heard the word recovered. And uh, it shook my world. And, you know, recovered, to me, it means that I've been restored to sanity. You know, I recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. You know, before working through the steps, um I've always made decisions based on a lie. You know, my mind would always convince me to go pick up that first bite that would start off that phenomenon of craving, you know, that physical allergy in my body, and I could not stop eating. I would have consequences of it. 
But after, you know, a few hours, a few days, or a few months, you know, my mind would always convince me to go back to that first bite. And so recover means that today my mind does not try to convince me to go pick up that first bite. Being recovered doesn't mean that today I can eat whatever I want, you know, whatever um, foods I, I, you know, I can I see on the street or whatever. It just means that I don't have that drive to eat the foods that were killing me, you know. And like you talked about the alcoholism. Also, you know, being recovered means that every day I try to live a God-centered life, not a self-centered life. And, um, you know, it says here how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. And so the book's going to tell me exactly how to recover. The steps are specific directions on how to obtain that sanity. And, you know, on page uh, 568, on a spiritual experience, it says, we find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. So, you know, the how here could stand for honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. If I have these three things, um, you know, to do this step work, there's no way... I won't recover. It's 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 just too powerful. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Renata G. Vasa O. You're up, and then will be Raquel. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Monica, for your service. And I am Vasa O. Grateful for compulsive leader calling from Massachusetts. Um, yeah. By the time I came to Overeaters Anonymous, there was really nothing more that I wanted than to stop eating the way I was doing. I had the house, I had the husband, I had the children one by one, and uh, I still felt there was still missing in my life. I, I didn't have the contentment in my life, and I tried to fill it in with things, you know, with the food, people, things, places, you know. And it just was not happening. And uh, I'm just so grateful that God led me into Overeaters Anonymous and uh, a sponsor that uh, 12-stepped me. And it's really good to start from the beginning again because I was also hesitant to say I'm recovered. Well, that recovery meant, like I thought in my mind, and then, oh, I'm recovered, so maybe I could stop going to the meetings. Maybe I can handle this by myself now. I've learned enough. I've gone through the steps many times over and over. And maybe I don't need this anymore. And you know what? I thank God I kept on staying and I kept on listening because people that thought they were recovered, they left the program and they tried to do it on their own by themselves and they got in a worse place than even when they started. I had a friend. She begged me. She said, Vasa, don't ever leave or don't lose your abstinence because I am dying here. So here, a dying person was, you know, she was begging me not to go back into the food or go back into the relapse or stop doing the program. And, uh, yes, this person is dying, you know. 
She's dying from cancer today. And I love her dearly. But, you know, it's a lesson for me not to ever go back. And just you have to go back again, again, with the big books, you know, right now. Keep going back and start all over the steps. And I'm so grateful. I, I am not cured. I'm recovered one day at a time. time. I'll just wrap it up. And I know I need to be back again, again. And thank you for letting me share that pass. Thank you, Vasa O. R- Raquel, you're up. Raquel, star one to unmute. Hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead. Yes. I, I was unmuted and I muted it again. It remained unmuted all this time. I'm so excited that we're starting all over again. Monica, thank you for being there. Thank you to everybody on the line. I'm sorry. I had to to give expression to my excitement by clapping. We're starting all over again. This is for the fourth time, if I'm right. Yes, this beloved text where they did not change one word in all these 80 years. Incredible. So uh, it took me 30 years, 36 years. I have now six years and 10 months of, uh, I'm afraid to use that word recovered, but I guess for today that's what it is, recovered. I have tremendous awe for that word. I know that it's only a reprieve, and reprieve translates as a postponement of a death sentence, and that's what I know it is for me. So, yay for us, you know, and, and, and I'm just so grateful that I'm part of, that, that God chose me to be part of this wonderful group. So I went and I, I, I looked for my Hebrew translations. I have three of them of different years, and only in one of them in 2007 did they find it uh, right to translate this, what we just read um, on the first page. Uh, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. I think by the fourth edition, it was already millions, not thousands. And because this thing works, it just works. And anybody who tried to fix something that works did not come up with very good results. And that's what it was for me. Because in the 30 years, since 1979, being in program, um, I think I tried every shade and hue of uh, of OA, and only when when this started, you know, the, the vision for you and the, what came before that, that some, I I came into it already with a year and a half of abstinence, but because I I went to NA and AA, I am very ecumenical with that that way. So what it means to me is that I had a second chance. In life, uh, Dr. William James, in his book, The um, uh, Varieties of Religious Experience, says there's a chapter, those who have to be reborn. Some of us, it's enough that we're born once and you get along in the world. And I belong to the group that had to be born a second time because I don't fit inside my skin. I see it's time, but I'm just so excited. And thank you so much. And more power to us, to everybody online for doing it. And I'm waiting to see, to meet people at the convention. 
and it's fantastic. Thank you, God. Thank you, AA, forever. And I pass. Thank you, Raquel. Tony and A, you're up, and Hi. then it'll be Kim. Good morning. My name is Tony Ann A, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Very happy to be studying this paragraph with everybody this morning. Good morning, everybody on the line. Um, I want to just uh, talk a little bit about being recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Um, it's amazing for me. I do have a twofold disease. It is physical and it's mental. And uh, I'm going to talk just a little bit about the hopeless state of my body. Um, I, I, w- I was 234 pounds. I have various different health issues because of what I've done to myself with food. Um, I suffer from GERD. I have a hiatal hernia. The enamel on my teeth are gone. I've had gum disease, not to mention the stretch marks that I have on my body. I was out of breath. I couldn't walk. I have a whole closet full of clothing that I was unable to wear. I didn't want to leave my house. Those are just some of the things that happened to me from my body. But my mind, that's a whole different story. What I did to myself, and I like to call it wreckage, is really um, a terrible state of mind. I looked up the word hopeless, and um, it says hopeless is a feeling or causing of despair and inadequacy. So I really want to talk a little bit about um, seemingly hopeless state of mind. For me, I can translate that seemingly hopeless state of mind to my ego. And that's really where it starts for me in this program is with my ego. I had um, my ego was inadequate. And every day, that's something that I have to remind myself. When I wake up, take step one. It's all about my ego. I have to put that ego down. I have to put down the food for my body and the ego for my mind. And once I'm able to do that, I'm able to actually have enough clarity to see precisely how I can recover by working the rest of this book, what it says, doing the self-searching, evaluating my behaviors. And uh, the first thing I have to do, though, is stay clean stay clean in my body, and um, I've heard somebody say that I cannot, cannot um, think myself into right acting. I have to act myself into right thinking, and uh, with that, I'll pass, and thank you very much. Thank you, Tony and A. And Kim, you're up. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. That word recovered, man, did I bristle at that until I had the experience myself. You know, I know today that I am a compulsive overeater down to my core, but I want to assure everyone out there that I do not suffer from compulsive overeating anymore. You know, to know that I'm recovered, I have to know what, what am I recovered from. So I have this allergy of the body that, you know, Tony Ann described, and that is my permanent disability. That's why I'm never cured. You know, the steps in a relationship with God does not treat my allergy. I have to fully concede and accept that's my permanent disability. But that mental twist, the larger aspect of my disease, is treated through the steps, is treated through a relationship with God. And that work removes the mental obsession, and therefore my allergy becomes academic because I don't want the food. That is my reality as a recovered person. And just to give an analogy, because it helps me to kind of look at another part of my life to understand compulsive overeating. I had a very severe ankle injury five years ago. I slipped in an ice storm and my outer bone was split in half and I looked down and my foot was facing 180 degrees the wrong way because I ripped every tendon and muscle in my ankle. And I was told I had a two-fold injury. I had a bone which had to be repaired right away, had surgery, pins, screws all put in there. But they let me know the larger aspect of my disease was all the muscle damage and that I was not going to be able to walk again and maybe I could walk with a severe limp as long as I did the work. 
And especially in physical therapy, they told me physical therapy is great, but if I'm not willing to do the work at home, I'm not going to recover. And let me tell you, five years out, I am totally recovered from that because I don't, I don't even have a slight limp. But I understand that, that is my injury. So I am recovered, and nobody in my life would know I had an ankle injury, but I know it. Because when I don't do the work, if I don't continue to be active, especially in the wintertime, my ankle starts to bother me. And I'm reminded that I had that ankle injury. But as long as I continue to do the work, my ankle injury is academic because, number one, I didn't have the option to do PT before I had the ankle, the, the, bone, the bone done. We don't have the option to treat the mental obsession if we're not abstinent. First and foremost, abstinence. Then treat the mental illness the same way with my ankle. But let me tell you, today I do not suffer from an ankle injury as long as I continue to do the work. And I do not suffer from compulsive overeating as long as I continue to do the work. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. And this is Monica T. And I'm going to jump in here because I am just so excited here. Here we are at the beginning of the big book. And on the second page, the title page, it has in big, bold letters, Alcoholics Anonymous. And then and below that, the story, the account. It's not a story. It's account of how many thousands of men and women have recovered, past tense, recovered from alcoholism. And this was pointed out to me when I was, my guide brought me through the big book, how, you know, what hope? Oh my God, this gave me so much hope. So whoever you are on the line this morning, you know, look at this, the account of how many thousands before us have recovered. You know, they're not, they're not being shy here with using the word recovered. Right off the bat on the title page, they're using the word recovered. So from alcoholism, you know, like was already said, from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I don't know about you, but when I came into OA, it was a hopeless state of mind and body, you know. 230 pounds, just doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting different results. I was miserable. I'm not there today. I don't have to eat today. And with that, I will pass, and we're going to move on. And Larry Kay, would you please read for us the first two paragraphs of the preface? Thanks, Monica, for your service. Uh, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. All right, our preface, our preface, this is the fourth edition of the book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The first edition appeared in April 1939, and in the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition, published in 1955, reached a total of more than 1,150,500,000 copies. The third edition, which came off press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. Because this book has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recovery, there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been left largely untouched in the course of revisions made for the second, third, and fourth editions. The section called the doctor's opinion has been kept intact, just as it was originally written in 1939 by the late Dr. William B. Silkworth, our society's great medical benefactor. Okay, so uh, with this, uh, 
what we see is that we see um, the progression here from, you know, this, this was published in, in 1939 and, and look at how fast uh, this fellowship grew. And also with that, um, all the, 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 uh, the copies of the big book that went into circulation, you know, and this was a time when, if you think about it, um, you know, there wasn't obviously the technology through those first 37 or so years up until 1976 in which to, uh, you know, to market this thing and to, and yet it grew and see for me, that is the divine nature of this. This is a, for me, this is a God thing. Absolutely. And I'm a man of science. You know, so I didn't come here to have a spiritual awakening, uh, but uh, there was something divine in this stuff here. And that's why it grew, because it was working that those people who followed this text, which leading into the next paragraph here, you know, our basic text um, has not changed. Those first 164 pages were left largely unchanged. That is the program of action. The first 164 pages, that is what we are asked precisely what to do. And we get that result. And, you know, for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a professor at a, at a local college. And I mentioned that because, you know, I'm, I'm on, uh, you know, for my particular course of study, you know, I'm on, uh, I don't know, the fourth edition of the textbook. And I've gone through other textbooks, 10 and 12 editions. The thing about it is, is the reason there's new editions, the, the, the changes, those pages change because there's new ideas, new research, all sorts of things. Things are, you know, pulled out. Things uh, that we used to think were true are no longer true. And, you know, and, and there's new ideas. See, not so with, with this book. I'm following the same practical program of action that the first 100 followed. And I got the same result that they got. How extraordinary that, uh, that I had, just like them, the twofold nature of this disease that we learn. And that's why they mentioned Dr. Silkworth, you know, uh, because if, if you don't understand the doctor's opinion, man, I'll tell you, you will not, the rest of the book won't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to you. But I followed the same pathway they did, and I got it precisely what they got, which was uh, the, uh, you know, this, this disease was, was, I was restored to sanity, and this disease was, uh, was was um, it, it was extracted out from me uh, one day at a time, and that's the paradox here is that I have to continue to maintain my fit spiritual condition, and it's extraordinary. And I, I'm so grateful for this program, so very grateful for this program. I have to continue to do what I've always done, and I'll continue to get what I've always received. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay, and we will be commenting on both of these paragraphs. So who else would like to comment this morning? Penny C. Penny C. Hello. Yes. Oh, yes. Can I share? What's your name first? Uh, Jerry from East Coast. Jerry. Okay. Uh, You're going to be after Penny, Jerry. Anybody else? Okay. Okay, Leia. Penny C. Leia, all right. Penny C., you're up, and then it'll be Jerry. Okay, thank you, Monica. Good morning, everybody. My name is Penny C. I'm recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. And I just, for the first time, the word society jumped out at me. 
We have a society. That means that, we're, you know, it, it, it's not, it doesn't say we're, we're a business. We're, um, you know, um, we're trying to make money. We, um, we're, we're not an organization with the president and the vice president. We're just a group of people. And, and that we, we help each other. We're companions. We're cheerleaders. We belong to a group that wants the best for each other with no ulterior motives. None of us is here to, you know, to make, make uh, millions or to, for any other reason other than to live a, a, a healthy and spiritual life. And we then... Once we attain recovery from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, we go on to help others. And, and there's no, there's no um, you know, uh, price tag for that. You know, when someone calls me up and says, you know, can you help me with the steps? I don't say, well, let's discuss the terms of, of your payments. You know, um, we are so unlike most most other organizations that we know of. We are so different, and we're so beautifully brought together. And, um, you know, it's gonna, it's, we're, going, we're going to realize that when 500, 500 or more of us meet in, in um, six weeks or so. So I thank God for the society I belong to, and not not the not the uh, enterprise. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Penny C. And Jerry, I didn't get the initial of your last name. You're up, and then it'll be Leia. Hello. Yes. Go ahead, Hello? Jerry. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. What's the, Thank you so What's much. the initial of your last name, Jerry? Oh, oh, B a B. B. Okay. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, all righty. Uh, yes, I just want to say, uh, yes, I'm on the program for three months. Good morning, everybody, and th- I'm so happy to be here on the program for three months and really doing good, and I, I'm i just so happy with it. I mean, I feel like a new life has opened up, and um, I've uh, done the steps. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I know the miracle in the steps. There's definitely a miracle in the steps, and I... I you know, I have the miracle. I have the miracle of of uh, the compulsive eating is off me. But like you say, recovered. I just don't feel I am recovered, really. I mean, I'm I'm in it. And like that lady said uh, a little bit ago, uh, it's death. I mean, life and death. Uh, and that lady that was dying of cancer, laying there and say, "Don't go off the program. It's it's death for you." I mean that just I mean that hit a button in me this morning. Uh because I I just I I didn't take things seriously. Two years ago I my sister and I joined Weight Watchers and uh I don't know, I just didn't take it seriously and uh, I should have and I didn't and then uh the that winter I, I gained up to fifteen pounds more and um and then I, I just have a that was my little uh I had to over grow that because I had a, a foot spur, I had a bone spur on my foot and uh, 
I, I had to go to the physical therapist for it, and he said, uh, okay, if you don't do what I tell you to do, you're going to have, we'll have to cut the heel, your heel open. And I was not serious about what he was telling me to do, my exercises and everything. And then when he said, cut your heel open, I said, oh, boing, I better listen to this. That's, I just better listen because then I took it seriously and I got healed of that bone spur. And that, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. I, that's my little thing, I guess, that I didn't take things seriously. And now I'm on this program and that when the lady said death, I mean, it is to me life and death because, I mean, I'm trying to get my life renewed and go out back to work. And if I don't, you know, uh, you know, consequence of not having enough financially, but that's where I'm at. And it's, you know, it's, it's life and death. I think for all of us, uh, uh, you know, the, the, um, I'm, a, I'm a medical person, so I know uh, stomach problems and things like that can lead to um, even, I mean, uh, taking part of your bowels out, you know, and that's, uh, that's a horrible problem. Um, and I've seen that with patients, you know, clotting and All right, I don't want to talk too long, but that's where I know, I mean, it just boinged on to me that, uh, hey, girl, you're you're dealing with life, but life and death, and I'm thankful to be on the program just for today. It, it put a more serious note thank in my you, heart. Okay, but thank you so much for letting me share, and I appreciate it, and I, I put you all back here today. Uh, that we all stay on track. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, my higher power, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much, moderator. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry B. Leah, you're up. Thank you so much, Monica, for your service. There exists a sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. And uh, therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been left untouched. You know, this big book that we study every morning, and we've been doing so, you know, we're very dedicated to bringing this text to life. Um, It was the product of thousands of hours of discussion. Uh, It represented the collective heart and conscience and voice and experience of those who pioneered uh, the first four years of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it remains untouched. And, you know, as we've been talking about it, you know, why is that? I mean, it's really important to understand why has this text been untouched? I mean, most textbooks get updated from time to time. People make new discoveries and expand their knowledge on a subject. They improve on a subject. Uh, Larry spoke about that. But the first 164 pages and the introductory material, <laughs> which, of, of course, we know of as the doctor's opinion um, and uh, you know, is the whole foundation of the textbook and wouldn't the rest of the book wouldn't make sense if it wasn't for that doctor's opinion. Uh, it has been left untouched. Why is that? that? Why is it since 1939, since the book came off the press, nobody's been able to improve on the recovery program described in the first edition? In all the years that have passed since the big book's first edition, no one's come up with a better solution. And that should be a message of hope and possibility for those on the line this morning that still suffer. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? That this process, the big book presents a clear step-by-step sequence for solving your compulsive overeating problem. The big book was written as a set of directions for doing the steps. It was aimed at those people who would not be able to meet anyone from AA because at the time it was published, AA was centered in New York City and Akron and Cleveland, Ohio. So the big book was written as a do-it-yourself manual. Today we have the opportunity to come together and bring this text to life. But the very same uh, steps that allowed these men and women to be free, the very same steps that allowed me to be free from a disease which had wrapped its talons around my neck and had taken me down to a very dark place, is the same program of recovery that can allow you to be free as well. And those of us that have had this experience, those of us that have had a spiritual awakening, are charged with the responsibility, and that responsibility is to carry this message. And that's the responsibility of this group. This group has but one primary purpose, and that's to carry the message to those of you who still suffer. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. And we have time for one, maybe two comments. Who would like to jump on that? Does someone else like to comment before we close the meeting? All right, well, Lois M. from Massachusetts. Go ahead, Lois. Hi, good morning, Monica. Thank you for your service, and uh, thank you for everyone on the line today. <clears throat> it, it, this is such a such an exciting um, hour that I've been listening to and being part of, and you know, it just brings me right back to you know my early days too, when you know I was a sick and suffering compulsive overeater. Uh, without any hope, you know, spending years and years in despair. I heard the word despair today, you know, in despair and discouragement and shame and guilt and, you know, trying over and over again to, to, to try the same things without and repeating the same behavior and getting the same results. And and when I did, was a, a, was introduced to the big book, Step Study for My Compulsive Overeating, you know, it was it was the, the beginning of hope. You know, I had spent so long treating my symptoms, you know, going to therapists and reading self help books and no matter what I do it did, I it was the big eye trying to cure me. And it wasn't until I, you know, learned what the problem was and what the solution was and and how to begin that that my life began just began to change you know it was like like the birth of it, it really was the birth of hope within me and it's really such a thrill to uh to hear everyone this morning and to know you know because i've been exposed to some of your lives and stories and you know how how much this has changed just the people within our small little world here that, you know, it's such a thrill and a pleasure, you know, that I hope, you know, there are newcomers listening today and that they can pick that up as well and hear with their heart. So I just wanted to thank, give my gratitude to, you know, to God, to my, to my, um, my others on the line and to all of you. And thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you, Lois Oh, Hi, this is Mary oh. Kay. Can I share? Um, there was someone trying to speak before Mary Naomi. Kay. Hi, Monica, Naomi. Naomi. Do I have time? Y- yes, Naomi, you have I'll make time. It short. 
I'll make it short. Well, thank we've you. Got a, is, we've got you got a three you got three minutes. Okay. Thank you, Monica. Thank you so much for your service and good morning, my visionaries. This is Naomi B, a grateful, grateful recovery compulsive overeater from Philadelphia. This is like a new birth. I mean, we have dear, sweet Jewish friends of ours and our family members celebrating a new year. Well, we're celebrating a new rebirth. We're celebrating a new year, starting from the very beginning, starting this wonderful text. And as it was said so eloquently earlier, this text, I mean, it's other than the Bible, There's and the Bible isn't a text, of course, there's no other text ever that hasn't been revised. That hasn't been updated. This, this is it. This book says it all. His first 164 pages says it all. And it, it's such a thrill and it's such an honor to have the higher power guide us day by day in our recovery as recovered people. And I considered myself recovered, never cured. And, and the blessings that come out of this. My husband made some kind of comment this morning, or lack thereof, I should say. And you know what? I didn't retaliate. I just let it go. I kept my mouth shut, and I just let it go. This has never, never happened before if it wasn't for this program. My darling sponsor tells me, and, and I've read it, and the, and the AA 12 and 12, restraint of tongue and pen, I never held my tongue back. It is this program. This program teaches me how to keep my mouth shut. And that works in many, many ways. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thank you for visionaries. God willing, I will see you all in six weeks. I love you, and I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. And this is Monica T. Just one more little thing. It says here, you know, this is our basic text. You know, our te- it's a textbook. It's to be studied. It's to be followed. And again, in this paragraph, we're seeing the word recovery, recovery twice. And um, for a little picture of what recovery looks, at, looks like, go to page 84, paragraph 3. And with that, we've come to the end of our time for our meeting this morning. Thank you to everyone who has shared We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Rachel N.M., could you read for us, please, from A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, good morning. This is Rachel N.M. I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater and anorexic. So thankful for the meeting this morning. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.